Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Megan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And we getting spooky, everybody. We're getting spooky. So this week, you know, I found this topic um, whenever I was doing my prep for our episode on anti-Asian racism. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like looking on Instagram uh, for some things. And this Instagram account, I think, was just featuring kind of kind of things to do with like Spookiness Asian, and- a- Asian folklore. I oh, think. OK, cool. Uh, and this came up and it was something that I had never heard of before. So I saved it to my Instagram uh-huh. for something like to reference later. And yeah. so I'm so surprised that I remembered in yeah. October because I sent it to you. I yes. was like, let's do this like for a spooky season, you know, uh, kind of highlight this creature, S- spooky female creature. Right. And so. We are going to be talking today about the churl, but also we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about kind of like female mythological creatures and monsters just in general. Um, I think that this would be really fun to do to kind of like spotlight different ones. Yeah, um, I think episodes. Yeah, with the churl and some of the other ones we're going to talk about, a lot of them are like shapeshifters. They have a lot of very similar traits and features and stories because I'm sure many different cultures have like a very similar image and tale, but they have different specifics and folklore behind them. So they do have their differences in names and appearances and things like that. But a lot of them do kind of go along the same line as the churl. Yeah, and I think that that's really interesting because what does that say about society as a whole and the way it views women? Yeah. And um, at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about that because I found a really great Smithsonian article kind of asking that question, like why are so many mythological monsters in like folklore? Yeah. Why are they women or female presenting? Yeah. You know, well, and you know, what's interesting to me is when we think about, these stories as well. And we're going to get into it with the churl who is, you know, an evil, ugly monster who can transform themselves into something beautiful to, you know, lure men and things like that. And it actually made me think a lot of the story of Adam and Eve, even like, I feel like there's so many instances where it's like the woman is the cause for the man's Mm -hmm. downfall and things like that. And it also speaks to, you know, all of these kind of mythological creatures and these tales that like span cultures, like yeah. span miles and oceans, right? Yeah. Um, it speaks to this idea that women are inherently deceptive, right? Yes. And I think that that 
still last to this day. Well, I think uh, I really believe that this is probably where we get that femme fatale, you know, trope because yeah. it's kind of this, you know, beautiful, alluring woman who's actually going to kill you or, you know, yeah. take all your money. And like, it is like, we've just evolved this trope into something else, you know? Right. But let's talk a little bit about the churl, shall we? Let's do it. Um, so the legend of the churl reportedly started in Persia, um, where they described it as being the spirit of a young woman who has died with, quote, grossly unsatisfied desires, but is currently most prominent in South Asia, specifically in India, Pakistan and Bangladesh. So she's said to be the ghost of a wronged woman, usually one who dies during or just after childbirth. I also read that some believe it's like during menstruation or whether or not they died a violent death at the hands of another man. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, So the woman can come back as a churl if she was mistreated by relatives, specifically her husband or in-laws during her lifetime. And then there are also, because, you know, this this story, this folklore, this legend kind of evolved, you know, depending on where you're at. Yeah. It kind of changes, you know, a little bit. And so some also say that she can return as a churl if she died sexually dissatisfied, Ooh. <laughs> which I think is a very interesting take on the legend, right? That's a very interesting take. Does that mean that like she was horny at the moment and didn't get it? Or does that mean like she was horny all her life and never got it? I think that that's kind of what it is. Like, oh, it's like, you know, because sad. we don't prioritize women's sexual desires. No. And when you look at <laughs> men, please, yo ladies, or else she's going to come back and haunt your ass. Well, <laughs> you know, I really do feel, and it's so, it, it's kind of sad because a lot of people say that the moral to the story was that you need to treat your um, wives or you know, your daughter-in-laws and, yeah. well, especially during their pregnancies, because you don't want them to die and come back as a churl. And I'm like, that is such a bummer that you have to have this mythology built but around like treating people smart. well. I think it's like a part of me wants to believe that there was some woman out there that created this folklore to scare men into treating women well. Yes, that is a theory that people have because we don't know where it came from. Yeah, because I'm like, there is a lot of good, I guess, that comes from this theory because as it is now, it was even worse then, the violence against women and things like that. Right. So it really is quite smart to create this fear around mistreating women. Or sexually dissatisfying your or woman. Or sexually you dissatisfying know. them. Keep like, her satisfied. Eat okay. her right. <laughs> um, let's talk about her appearance a little bit because this was probably one of the most enjoyable parts of my research. Um they say that she is described as an extremely ugly but able to shapeshift and disguise herself as a beautiful woman to lure men into the woods where she either kills him or sucks up their life force. Their toes are said to be turned the other way around. So she has like inverted feet. They're mm-hmm. pointed backwards. Yep. She's got like a big distended belly, saggy breasts, bad breath, black tongue, long hair, red eyes, scraggly eyebrows. Like there's this list of like the ugliest traits that you can think of and that's what she is you know it's it's so so interesting to me because it really does feel like these myths are built so much out of like your fear of 
ugliness and yeah. your fear of beauty. Like just right. say you fear women and go. And then because and it's just, just like you're afraid of them being like hideous, ugly monsters, but you're also like them being beautiful is also something to be feared. Like they can't be too pretty because right. maybe that's a monster in disguise. Well, you know? that's the thing because this ugly, ugly, ugly churl turns into this like beautiful woman or even in some stories turns into like a, you know, like beautiful young child, like young girl who looks very innocent and in need of help and things like that. Which, which is kind also of, creepy to me. It's super creepy. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, because there's a story about that that made me think, I was like, I wonder what the context that of that is. That man deserved it. I'm right? like, if, if a little girl is able to like, like, I need help, I need help. And a man is like, let me help you little girl. I, I'm going to get to the story that I wrote, or not that I wrote, but that I wrote down in my notes that I found online um, a little bit later where a churl is a young girl that appears. So it kind of depends on, I guess, what the men would find alluring in some way. It's whatever would draw a man toward them. So, you know, they live in the woods and I was reading that... um, in a lot of like Pakistani culture, they're saying that like in the Himalayan mountains and these certain mountain peaks are like the most haunted by the churl and like tourists go in and never come out and like that kind of thing. And I think me and the churl could kick it. Let me tell you. For I think real. New BFF. We could like get a cabin in the woods or we just like wait for men, drain their life forces, live forever. Why not? Yeah. I mean, very hocus pocus of you. Oh my God. Hocus <laughs> pocus. I'm so excited to watch that movie this year. And, you know, in Pakistan as well, the legend also adds that the churl cannot change her feet, which mm-hmm. also was something that was interesting to me because that's another thing that occurred. Like there is also um, this folklore about a deer woman yes. in a lot of Native American culture. And it's kind of similar where the the deer can take the form of this beautiful woman um, and kind of like put put men in this trance where they will like wither away and die just to stay with you in the forest. Yeah. But she can't change her feet. So she still has hooves. And so it's very similar to this one where she can't change her feet. So she's this beautiful woman, but so beautiful is this woman that you don't don't notice notice. that her feet are pointed the opposite direction. Yeah. And that's typically like in the stories that I was reading, it's kind of like the witches tell before she takes you. She's like, but you didn't notice this. And then you see the feet and the men are like, Oh, it's a churl. Run. That's what I'm imagining. Yes. Okay, I I just listen. I just listen. feel like there's so much about this mythology, this particular one, where I'm like, I feel like maybe y'all kind of deserved it. I don't know, not to not to victim shame, but I'm just like the husband. Yeah, like, what did you do? What did you do? What did what, you do? What did you do to this woman? Oh, and some say she has a pig face or a long tusk or sharp tusks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where those come from, but that was all on the Wikipedia. They were giving I, me this long list. I will say the images that come up are all over the map. Like, oh, really? They yeah. are really all over the map. But but all of them have backward feet. Across the board, they all have backward feet. Yeah, In the, my I, research. I saw one where they didn't. Like the most common one that I usually see, they're not backwards, but they are like... They're like big with like really sharp talony like yeah, toenails. Like feet. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so in West Bengal and Bangladesh culture, she also wears bangles made of shell, which signifies that she is a married woman. And I found that to be really interesting because unlike other cultures like mythology and folklore that are similar to this. Yeah. Um, usually those are like 
virginal young maidens, yeah. right? This is specifically a vengeful wife, right? Which is uh, unusual. Like I do. Very unusual, I yeah. I think that that's kind of unusual that a spirit will come back or haunt or lure men um, and, and is like a very like sexual spirit, it's right? It's not thought of as being a wife or mother. Like that's yeah. not as sexy to think about, I guess. Yeah, because in a lot of, you know, European cultures, I feel like, it's very much about this like young, virginal, pure maiden or like that's what they're tricking you into believing it is. Yeah, but maybe that's even scarier that it's like this wife Oh, she because you know she's pissed. Yeah, exactly. Like that would make me even more scared. Yeah. But I love that there's like a very distinctive like necklace that's worn so you know like that she's here to fuck up a husband right now. Yeah, they're... Bengal bracelets, but oh, yeah, bracelets. made, made yeah, out yeah, of yeah. shell. Ooh, and I bet that they like cling and clang as they walk. So it's like, oh, yeah. extra oh, scary. That's the first thing the husband hears. Yep. It's dark. He's sleeping. You know, she coming. You hear the little. Yeah. She coming. She coming. Should have been nice to do her. Um, they often appear around places of death, such as graveyards, tombs, and battlefields. But they can also appear in places of squalor, which I think that this is likely a nod to the fact that the churl is often, um, and in some cultures, is exclusively seen as someone who was lower class. Yes. So of a lower like caste, um, those are the women who are going to come back as churls. If you're like kind of like in an upper class, you are not likely to come back as a churl, right. which I think is interesting. Like, what does that say about class? Like, I think yeah, so do, many do, of these things. Do the higher class think that they don't mistreat their women, therefore their women wouldn't come back as churls, but they're saying that the Probably. lower class are so barbaric that they would come back mm-hmm. as these monsters. And that they need these kind of folklores to keep them in line. Yeah, to keep yeah. them in line. I was reading that specifically one was talking about a churl coming back in a toilet. Yes. Yeah. Which reminds me of Moaning Myrtle from yeah. Harry Potter. Although I think when they say toilet, they don't mean specifically like the toilet It's basin. not like a white porcelain toilet, <laughs> but in my head, that's what I'm picturing. Like I'm picturing like just public the face. bathroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was just a hole in the ground at that point. <laughs> So when the churl first returns, she goes first to the men in her family who have mistreated her, starting with the youngest. So she's she's got a list. She's got yep. a, a Kill Bill list. Which I think is crazy that she starts with the youngest. You'd think she'd start of, with her husband. Right. The one that hurt you the most. Yeah. But maybe I also think that there is, and I don't know if it's really stated in any of the research that you got. I don't remember reading anything like this, but the fact that she's drinking their life force, like I wonder if there is this like eternal youth kind of thing going on with it as well, where like maybe going for the youngest first is going to help her stay like vital and young. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read that anywhere, but I did read that some cultures believe that the churl like, okay, so she starts with the youngest man in her family, then will move through. And then once she drains the blood of all of the men in her family, she will move on to other targets. Yeah, she'll like go to the next household and do it all over again. Right, (laughs) or specifically will seek out mostly men usually, but in some cultures they believe that it's young men. So kind of like inexperienced, like gullible yeah yeah Yeah. like young horny and suck yes exactly (laughs) that's exactly it yeah just like more susceptible and suck what i'm sorry what well you know what (laughs) let me tell you this though because there are some i bet that say like i did read oh my god what'd you read sometimes they sustain on blood 
and sometimes semen. So <laughs> men would love that. Any like douche bro would be like, yeah, you can live sustain off sustain your life force. Yeah, oh, I'm sustaining it. You can just eat my semen. It's fine. But Ugh. I do wonder if there's something to that in terms of like seeking out. It, do do they seek out young, inexperienced men because it is easier because their sex drive is higher, or is there an element of like fresh blood, you know, like young blood? I don't or know. is it stop? Or is it stopping them from being able to turn into horrible older men that will treat their wives badly? Well, there are some cultures that believe that they don't die in the woods because sometimes they're like okay you're going to be trapped by by her because you're so seduced by her that you will never leave the woods and you will wither away and die out there yeah some say that they return to their village as old men old men like they'll sur- they'll say like they're going to suck just enough of the life force out they mm-hmm. still survive but they have to like go back to their families as these old men when they might have been 19 yeah you know and maybe maybe that is why maybe it's just like look we're gonna fast forward through all the shitty years um whenever you can do the most damage yep. to women and we're gonna send you back when you're old and less likely to do harm i don't so know deep so know. deep we, this I knew we were going to have fun with this. I knew we were. Yeah. <laughs> and I also do want to say, like, there actually isn't a whole lot out there. Um, no. There are a like, ton of articles. There's very few articles. And, like, a lot of the stuff that I got was from, like, super random websites with lots of pop-ups and things like that that I tried to stay off of for the most part. Yeah. I, um, I tried to, because sometimes if I can't find a lot of articles, I'll go to YouTube because I'm like, I bet you somebody is putting their makeup on and talking about the churl. <laughs> but no. Like, there really wasn't anything no. on YouTube either. So I say all that to say, if it sounds like we're being speculative about things, uh, that's why. It's because yeah. we're taking well, but that's kind of also what we like, knew part of folklore too like there isn't always like a lot of answers it's left up to each person's interpretation of things which is what makes it so fun as well yes indeed according to persian legend when travelers saw the tracks of a churl in the dirt they would try to flee by heading in the opposite direction but as we already said the churl has reversed feet Mm -hmm. so it would lead them directly to the churl which i was (gasps) like oh genius right because that's what you would do you're like oh those are some churl feet those are churl tracks. I'm going to run the other way. Yeah. But the other way is exactly where she is. <sighs> yeah. Tricky, tricky. So where did the churl come from, right? There's, we don't know. We don't know. Because it's kind of this um, folklore, urban legend sort of thing throughout this entire region. So outside of knowing um, that it was, it likely started in Persia, we really don't know. We don't know if this was, whose creation this was right and like you said a lot of people like to speculate that this was created by women yeah <laughs> you know? i mean i picture like an old grandmotherly woman telling the these tales to you know the young children around her to like scare them off and things like that like to me it seems very like old wise woman tale-esque well yeah and an old wives woman tale to protect pregnant women yeah because i feel like in so many cultures and i'm sure that a lot of these cultures are no different um throughout most of time women have been considered not only second class citizens but also basically incubators right yeah baby making machines yeah um and so it's really kind of great that there's this thing in place that's to protect 
pregnant women. Yeah. You know, and wives and mothers. And it sucks that it has that this has to exist for that reason. Like yeah. it sucks that we can't just trust people, um, trust or just like husbands and men in general. Yeah, to and just, just like not be to shitty. be nice. But yeah. we can't. We cannot trust it. Unfortunately, we need to create a demon who will come back and suck all the life out of your body. Every time you say suck, you pause afterwards. And you think I'm going to say something else. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're going to. I just want you to. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of love it. I, I know that like when you look at the images of this, right, she's supposed to be this like evil demon. Right. right. You're supposed to think that this is a scary, evil woman. Yeah. But I actually think she might be like the patron saint of married women. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? for real. For real. I did read one article where it was just like one woman's blog post where she was talking about her thoughts on the churl and she made the argument that the churl is a feminist hero. And I oh, think that this icon. Yeah. yeah, for real. Like because before, you know, there were PSAs you could see on TV and anything like that. Word of mouth in these stories was the best way to be able to get word spread and things like that. And I think that the fact that this is such an ancient story that has, that is like lived on till now is so unbelievably amazing. Right. And I also think that there's something kind of cool about a woman who likely wasn't able to advocate for herself. Yeah. Um, or have the same rights as the men in her life. And yeah, the men who mistreated her in her life is able to come back and like petition for herself and advocate for herself and have agency and control. Yeah. Um, that she couldn't have when herself, she was alive. Right. And yeah. like, yes, of course she's a murderer. We get it. Okay. <laughs> like not great to suck the life like, force out of schoolboys. Right. We're not advocating murder. Yeah. But... We're, we're not saying murder good, but we are saying like, there is a, a through line, I think, in a lot of these mythological stories that is very scary for men because they see a woman who now has power and control. And usually that is stemming from um, vengeance, yep. like revenge. revenge. And that is the most terrifying thing yeah. that a man, at, you know, in a time period where women were actively being oppressed, yeah, could come up with could I think know. of you know I cannot imagine a man coming up with this I can't this one well you know I'm kind of of two minds on it because I like I like to believe that women came up with this for their own protection. Right. Um, which maybe that's true. Maybe it's some mix of both because I can also fully believe um that men are so terrified of this particular brand of demon. Right. So maybe it was a story that was originally concocted by women as a means of protection that was then kind of co-opted by men. And, oh, now she has saggy boobs and a big stomach and a sharp teeth. And, yeah. You know, like all of these other things. Like, well, and I'm sure it's evolved through time, too. Like, I really wish that this was more documented because I'm sure as time has gone on, it's evolved and changed into different things as well. So it'd be interesting what the original story was yeah. and maybe how it was changed. Yeah. And we'll never know. We'll never know. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So there are lots of mythical women like this throughout history and culture. So yeah, I actually really quick wanted to talk about one that I think is kind of one and the same. Yeah. All right. And it was what I messaged you about earlier. And I think it's pronounced uh, Pico Perry. Oh, it is the same. So I did see this yeah. in, in an article where it's kind of another word for the churl okay. in a different region. That's yeah. what I thought because everything that it was saying was exactly the same even similar area but like you said just different region and this is where I have uh, a story behind the Pico Perry oh and fun fact Pico Perry came from Pico Perry which literally means backfooted in the Hindi Urdu languages mm-hmm. very cool so in one story there is a 35 year old man who is returning home from his shop late on a bleak night he was riding a motorcycle and had to pass through the forest to get to his house just before entering the woods he saw a beautiful young girl crying he stopped the bike and asked her why she was crying the girl said she was lost in the forest and now that she made it out she didn't know how to get home. To assure the child, the man offered for her to stay at his house for the night and that he would help her find her house in the morning. The girl agreed. While riding with the girl through the forest, another woman suddenly popped up in front of the bike. He stopped and turned around to check on the girl, but she was gone. Mm. He immediately suspected the Peagle Perry. He asked the woman if she had seen a Peagle Perry girl on his bike, and the woman responded, 
What is a Peekle Perry? He told her, a back-footed woman ghost who can disguise as everything. She replied, oh, like this? And dun, dun, uncovered dun. her feet, which were pointed backward. Wow. Wow. Right? <laughs> but that's what I was saying. So there's a story where it was like this young girl. He stops. And I think it's like that whole story was interesting to me because it was like he was willing to take this young girl. He's like, I'm going to take you back to my house and then take you back to your place in the morning. Yeah, I feel Instead like it's of, bad intentions. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not what's being said here. Like what, what we're supposed to think is like, oh, he's just being a nice guy. Like, yes. He's just protecting this little girl, making sure nothing bad happens to her. No. Nope. But I'm like, uh-uh. Like, If I, you have I, a like, motorcycle, you can find her home tonight. You don't have to to do it I tomorrow like to morning. Believe, yeah, and I like to believe that the churl or the Peekle Perry knows your intentions. Like, right, I and like that's believe- why she switched mm-hmm. and came out in front of him to stop the motorcycle and then scared the pants off of him by being like, it was actually me. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> I, li- that, I like that interpretation. Like, I like to believe that they can see your heart and that they seek out men who are intent on doing harm. Yeah, have bad, bad intentions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially with that story being of a young girl, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Creepy. It's suspicious. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, man, I know, I get it. It's like, oh, let's go find your mom and dad. But I'm like, I don't feel Mm-mm. that way. And in some of the other things I read, it wasn't phrased that way. Like, it very much felt like um, if the churl appears to you as a little girl, that your intentions are fucked. Like, I'm just like, you have exactly intentions that I think are unsavory. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay? Well, because that's the thing is it's like, there's this idea that she appears to whatever that specific man's allure is or desire is in some way. And for some men, unfortunately it was quote unquote, beautiful young girls sketch, super sketch. So, Let's talk about some of these other kind of creatures throughout history. Let's and do it. Let's talk about what it says or what they say about patriarchy and society's expectations of and perceptions of women, because there's a reason why this stuff exists all over the world. Like, yeah. what are the chances, you know, like that very similar kind of um, stories will exist all over. And so many of these stories share common themes. And oftentimes these creatures or monsters are the embodiment of female rage. Like that's kind of the thing that you see. It's rage and vengeance like that you see kind of like over and over again. Fuck yeah. So the miss, the churl was mistreated in life by her husband and other male relatives. She returns to seek vengeance. In Greek mythology, you have Medusa who was raped by Poseidon and rather than her rapist being punished um, she herself was transformed into a gorgon which is a hideous rageful monster with snakes for hair and like the churl many of these stories focus on supernatural beings whose natural form is scary or ugly or terrifying but are able to transform themselves into beautiful women to seduce or lure in their prey and one that I found to be particularly terrifying yeah is the jurogumo from oh, japan yes i Listen. was reading it's like essentially like the ring right no no so this is a giant spider oh yes yes very scary in japanese culture 
it's an ancient spider woman called Jurogumo. Yep. Um, and she is a giant spider, but she's able to transform herself into a beautiful woman. And this I got from that Ranker article that you sent. Yeah. It's, quote, her job, as she sees it, is to attract men and lure them into her web where she wraps them up in silk threads, poisons them, and then eats them, much like a regular spider eats its prey. When Jurogumo is feeling particularly festive... This is so upsetting. I know. I know. She appears to men in her human form as beautiful as ever. Only this time she's carrying a sweet baby in her arms. Mm -hmm. She then approaches the man of her choice and asks him to hold the baby for her. Uh If the man obliges, he is in for a tremendous shock as the baby turns out to actually be a mass of thousands of spider eggs. Yeah. The eggs suddenly burst open and in moments the man They're is all over me. Covered in tiny spiders. They're all over me right now. Horrible. And like the <laughs> the artwork cuz you know it's like ancient beautiful Japanese art. Yeah. It's, it is a giant tarantula. It is so scary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it's my personal like mm-hmm. It's Very terrifying. Um, ones that I liked uh, were the Night Hags, which I said that was my nickname in college. Night Hag? My or last hag. name is Haggerty. Oh. Night Hags? I don't oh, know. God. It was a joke that didn't land, but I wrote it in my notes. Um, so there are variations of the Night Hag story that appear in different cultures around the world, uh, which concern frightening and somewhat unexplainable experiences of sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. And sleep paralysis is something for me that is especially terrifying. It's happened to me once, and it was the worst experience of my life. Have it you was seen the awful. documentary The Nightmare? No, but I want to. It's, I mean, li- trigger warning if you've had sleep paralysis because it is very scary because it's all about sleep paralysis, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because at the end of this little ranker section, it says, of course, female spirits are typically blamed as the culprits, though some cultures do tell stories of male night hags as well as sexless hags. A sexless <laughs> hag. It's always the woman who's like not pleased sexually that ends up creating the most mayhem, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> what does that say about society? Yeah. But let's talk for a second about the deer woman as well because I think it's really similar to the churro, yes. but it's a little bit different because it comes from Eastern Native American cultures, particularly Cherokee, Choctaw, Muscogee, and Seminole tribes. Other American tribes also tell similar tales, some including a deer man rather than a deer woman. So the dear woman's purpose has to do primarily with fertility and the preparation for young people for the seriousness of marriage. So again, I think it's kind of like a way to like weed out the weaklings, weed out the ones that are testing them. Yeah, that are Mm -hmm. that have impure intentions and things like that. So again, this deer will appear to be a beautiful woman and will lure the man in. But instead of backwards feet, like we mentioned earlier, they have hooked feet like deer. But like we said, the men are so distracted by their beauty, they don't realize that they have hooved feet. And another kind of similar thing uh, to the churl is that in some churl folklore she doesn't actually kill you. You just spend the rest of your days wasted away in the forest because yeah. you're so taken by her beauty and seduced by her beauty. That you and, can never get out. Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing with the deer, the deer woman is yeah. that you might be trapped in the forest forever. Yeah. You know. But it is just so fascinating that there's so many different iterations of the story where it's all based around men 
fearing women. It's a universal thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. So another one that I think is very interesting and I think maybe worthy of their own episode. We could have an episode all about sirens and mermaids. Oh, for real. Um, yes. But sirens first appeared in the Iliad and Odysseus and his men attempt to pass by an island where the sirens live and their song is irresistible and Odysseus has to tie himself to the mast of the ship to avoid sailing to the island shores because if he did go to the island shores, he would be devoured by the by the sirens who live right. on the island. I remember I've also heard with like siren stories that like they would lure uh, like pi- uh, not pilots. Oh my God. Like ship captains into like really rough crash waters and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So like it would be like a mirage that you're actually seeing these beautiful women. But then when they get close, they realize that like they're actually going to die. Yeah. The siren. I really feel like the siren mythology has changed so much over time because initially they weren't necessarily it was their voices that were beautiful. And they were actually, they had like the head of a woman and the body of a bird. And then it has evolved into this almost like mermaid figure. Right. I always like thinking about the mermaids that are in Harry Potter. Yeah. Two times mentioning Harry Potter, but you know, it's like they're creepy looking. They're kind of human looking, but then they've got, you know, like webbed hands, the webbed hands and almost like a webbed, like, head yeah in a way like they're just very creepy looking and they had that like high pitched scream and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff which is kind of what I pictured that yeah. being as well it's, it's very interesting the ways that it has evolved and you know this is why I think maybe it should have its own episode because when I was doing some reading on sirens um, a lot of it changed revolving around like the Renaissance and like Christianity kind of changed our perception of what a siren was yeah and because of Christianity, it kind of morphed more into this beware the beautiful woman. Yeah. Right? Like beware this like beautiful woman who's who's going to lead you to your doom. Yeah. So scary. Just like Eve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Banshees is another one. Um, I fucking love Banshees. Gotta love the Banshees. I love Banshees. So my friends are having a Halloween party where it's like kind of a murder mystery thing, but we're all different monsters. And I really wanted to be the screaming Banshee because I like feel it in my soul. Yeah. But it wasn't one of the couple options, so Max and I decided to do one of like the two part like ones. Surely, there's like a he banshee. There wasn't like that wasn't one of the options. So you have to pick from. It was like a list, yeah, because it was like a game that they like bought that they're gonna do. It's like a whole thing, so it's already set up. Yeah. So bummer. I know because I saw that the banshee was available, and I'm like, yes, hell yeah, banshee, fuck yeah, lady that won't shut up. Amazing. Yeah. We love um, to see it. Hi, have you met me? We <laughs> love to see it. Uh, so the Banshee uh, has the ability to shape shift as well. Yeah. She usually appears as an old woman or a hag, which I I don't like that. I don't like that term hag. I hag understand. Dirty. Like, it's it. It make it upsets me. I don't like it. Um, Is it because it's part of my last name that offends you for me? He, I just I feel like. I've heard it used as a derog- a derogatory Yeah, like term. you old hag. Yeah. It's and never it, a positive. You're never a beautiful like hag, too, yes. which bothers me. And, and only women nag. Yeah. And I think it's maybe from like when we did our episode talking about witchcraft, it's kind of this whole thing is very similar where like witches yeah. are either these like beautiful, alluring, sexy creatures who are going to like seduce you to your doom or they're considered old hags and they've got long noses and warts on their nose yeah yeah and i'm just offended i'm offended for hags everywhere uh so she does usually appear as an old hag but she 
she can transform into a young, beautiful woman in order to entrap her prey. And that kind of also reminds me of the witch from Snow White. Yes. Who scared me more than anything in my entire life that when she became the old woman, like it is kind of like that where she became the old woman, which is weird because the old woman is so creepy looking as a way to kind of endear herself to Snow White. It was kind of the right. opposite. I'm like, no one has looked more terrifying in your entire life. Like, I would never offer you to come into my home if you showed you up like that. that apple? I don't know. She's a crazy bitch. Listen, we did a whole episode. We did on, a whole episode. On Snow White. <laughs> She's the worst. Okay. She is. The worst. Um, yeah, I also feel like it does. It is saying something about age and beauty, obviously. Yeah, you know, and it's putting these like very negative attributes on um, not being the societal definition of attractive. Well, right? and that's the thing is that it's almost like you can't be too pretty, but you can't be too ugly 100%. either. You have to be docile and submissive and modest and all these other things. Where if you show off too much, you're seen as being harlot and oversexed and then when you get older you're meaningless and nobody wants anything to do with you anymore i think your threat yeah and there's a threatening nature about beauty yeah i feel like that a lot of men feel they still feel that way yeah like i feel like a lot of men feel very emasculated by a woman who knows her own beauty yeah right like they want you to deny it that happens to this that's day. why there are so many songs that are like she doesn't know she's right beautiful. and that's what makes her beautiful right and, One if, direction. You, and <laughs> if you admit that you're beautiful if a man were to say to you this there are a million tiktok stories of women sharing their personal experiences with this yeah and i've never done it because i'm so entrenched entrenched in like our culture that right. I've always done the thing where I'm like, mm-hmm, thank you. Like yeah. I just have that reaction. Instead of being like, I know. Yes. But when you do that, when you say like, I know, or like you own your own beauty. Yeah. It pisses people off. Yeah. Like, because they want to be the one to make you realize your beauty and all right, that kind of stuff. Because too. I think they find it threatening. I think that yeah. there's an element of feeling threatened by that because if you don't know you're worth anything, then they can swoop in and treat you however they want to. And they can feel like they might be worthy of you because you don't know what you're worth. Exactly. Right. So, I feel like a lot of this has to do with men's fear of that, you know? For real. Um, Yeah. I read this awesome article, Smithsonian article, called Why So Many Mythological Monsters Are Female. It's really good. I took snippets out that I'm going to talk about now. It does focus primarily on, like, Greek mythology um, because a lot of Greek mythology has really shaped Western culture in a lot of ways, but it's a very good read. I'll put it in the show notes if anybody wants to read it. So in that article, they write, ancient male authors inscribed their fear of and desire for women into tales about monstrous females. And Caraglau, who's a curator at the Met, wrote in a 2018 essay, quote, beauty like monstrosity enthralls and female beauty in particular was perceived and to an extent is still perceived to be both enchanting and dangerous or even fatal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that, is exactly what we were just saying. Like there is this, there is this fear of beauty and there is also this fear of being tricked. Yes. That exists to this day. Yes. And I mean, think about men that worry about being tricked into saying that they raped a woman when they didn't and things like that. Like all of these tropes continue to this day. They've just evolved to a more modern 
story. Right. I mean, and I feel like I think a lot about all of the men. Inevitably, there will be a man in a comment on a makeup page, right? Because I follow makeup pages on Instagram. Yeah. And there will be a woman just minding her own business doing her makeup, right? Yeah. Being featured on one of these pages. And makeup is for fun for a lot of people. Yeah. And some people like to wear a lot of makeup because it's fun. Yeah. And inevitably, there will be some bro in the comments who's like, better take her swimming on the first date. Always. Uh. Because there is just this deep fear about that, being tricked that about you're this, being catfished right. by some girl she's not actually as beautiful as you think she is yeah and you're gonna wake up next to an old hag yeah in the morning you know what i mean and that's so spooky and terrifying yeah. you know and then women have to uphold that too it makes me think of the opening scene of bridesmaids or Kristen wig like gets up before john uh-huh. ham does to like get like a little bit of makeup on and oh, get a little yeah. bra on and like oh i just woke up what and she looks like perfect because the idea of a man seeing you just at your natural state is scary you don't know how they're going to respond well and this is part of why it's scary exactly. because throughout history men have been entrenched in this idea that women are constantly trying to deceive you like yeah. they're constantly trying to trick you yeah you know and, and honestly these didn't really help like as much as we love these stories these stories have probably perpetuated the idea to a lot of men that women aren't to be trusted and they're scary a hundred percent and yeah. i think that a lot of these stories were created with that in mind yeah you know like that's kind of why i think the churl I love the idea that women created it to protect women, but I wouldn't be surprised if men created it because there is this undercurrent of deception there Yeah, um, that I do think can be harmful. And one thing that I did like about that Smithsonian article is that there are people um, who have written books kind of deconstructing a lot of these myths uh-huh. um, and turning them on their head and saying, you know, like maybe Medusa isn't a monster or a villain like because if she had any of these other attributes, like her power, her uh-huh. strength, in in Greek mythology, if men have these same attributes, they would it's be heroes, heroic, right? Well, and that's the thing that I love that we've got this new wave of uh, stories being retold from the perspective of the villain. I mean, the first one that I can think of that really blew up was Wicked, where yeah. you suddenly see Dorothy as the villain and the witch is really the one who lost her sister and the shoes were all she had. And, you know, you start to feel sympathy and you understand why the witch behaved the way she did. And I think that that's a really interesting way that we are continuing now to kind of like turn those stories on their heads to be like, no, like they're not actually the villain. They're like this for a reason. And maybe they actually have good intentions behind what they're doing, you know, or maybe they're so damaged by these like societies that they have grown up in that have been so repressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the fact that Medusa, like and her tale was kind of introduced to us as though she is this horrible villain when she yeah. was a rape victim. Yeah. You know, that a goddess put a curse on because she's like, well, can't do anything about Poseidon, but he raped you in my temple. So I'm going to punish you for the rest of eternity. Yep. You know, because like, who's really punished in rape? It's the woman. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do think it's it's very telling. I think we can learn a lot of things. And yeah. one thing I wrote down from this article was the tales of female monsters reveal more about the patriarchal constraints placed on womanhood than they do about the women themselves. 100%. And I think that that's absolutely true of uh-huh. so many of these stories. And I loved this one as well. This was from a um, journalist 
Jess Zimmerman. She also wrote a book called Women and Other Monsters Building a New Mythology, or she was featured in that book. Uh Uh-huh. And she said, female monsters represent the bedtime stories patriarchy tells tells itself, Mm. reinforcing expectations about women's bodies and behavior. And I think that that's... Hits the nail on the head. Hits the nail just right on the head. I just found this to be so interesting. This entire topic to me was so fascinating um because it just goes to show you like the way that society looks at women has been the same for generations and it evolves and changes but it's so deeply encoded and entrenched in in us yeah you know and we should reframe the way we look at these myths yes we should be framing them in the way that you and i see the churl and things like that you know and it's interesting because before we started recording tonight i brought up a topic that i want to do next week and i kind of want to mention it now because i do think that it kind of is leading into this topic for next week. We want to discuss the movie Teeth. Yeah. Um, I know I've definitely mentioned this mo- this movie on the show before. I've seen it way too many times. Um, if you're interested in watching the movie before we talk about it, I highly recommend doing so. Trigger especially warning af- if you don't know what it's about. Oh, so yeah. So definitely like, Sexual Google Sexual assault warning. Yes, things yeah. like that. But it is also about a beautiful virginous woman getting her revenge and it's badass it's campy as fuck it's horribly acted and written but in a way that it's brilliant like it's uh, yeah it's so it's a, good it's a cult classic i don't know if virginous is a word i just wanted to say that <laughs> is it virginous virginal virgin no virginous is a word isn't it i don't know it okay. is now all right virgin i'll say virginal virginal woman um but yes we're gonna talk about that next week and again it's it's the embodiment of men's greatest fears coming to life i think doing that episode right after this episode is appropriate yeah uh, because i think that she the protagonist in that movie is a modern day mythological woman monster 100 quote-unquote monster totally that like if you're putting it into the context of someone who maybe is punished at her hand yeah, she, she appears to be a monster. But if you look at it from a different perspective, she's is a she beautiful a, woman. Is she a yeah. hero? Yeah. Question mark? Question mark? You know, um, but but yes, I, I think that that movie is a cult classic. It oh, is cheesy. So um, it is weird. And I will say definitely Google it before you watch it. If you're oh, yeah. unsure of what it's about. <laughs> yes uh trigger warnings abound but the one thing i have to say is like i at least like it when there's an outcome to the trigger that makes it worth it and i truly believe in this movie once you see the revenge this person gets this woman gets Mm -hmm. after what happened to her you're kind of like all right you know what is another one that's kind of along the same vein and what? i haven't seen it in a long time and it is a hard watch as well um but hard candy if you've never seen hard candy with elliot page um i don't think i have it is it, it is very similar in that it is like a it's a morality tale where you know you're like okay well shouldn't have done that you know what yeah. i mean it's one of those vibes okay so. I have no idea what the movie is about, so I'm just going to take it off of what you just said. I don't want to talk too much about <laughs> you don't what give it's it about. Away. I don't want to give it away. Yeah. I understand. But I'm super excited to talk about that next week, especially after talking about all of this this week. So 
If you haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend watching it before we listen. If you want to just go in cold and just listen to us, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of great things to say about it. Anyways, um, but yeah, I'm excited about this whole kind of spooky vibe we got going on this month. You know, this is my favorite shit. Oh, same. Mm, I love spooky season. I love so much the meme you post on your Instagram today. I was going to repost it to mine, but it was like the family members where it was like the Everyone's books I goth. read, the movies I watch, the whatever. And then it's like all goth people. And then it's like me. And it's this like cute little kid dressed in like pastel colors. Yeah. Cause like from the outside, you would never expect the darkness within. No, hundred <laughs> I'm just like, I can look absolutely like normal on the outside and i'm listening to the most like terrifying shit in my headphones like always always and i will at this time of year almost 100 percent of the time be watching something scary oh yeah finished uh midnight mass (gasps) i want to watch it so bad mm, i feel like we're gonna have mm, to talk about mm, that too mm. i feel like and i will tell you this it starts off slow because everybody says that they're like oh i stopped watching it because it was so slow yes like the first two episodes i will say slow the last two episodes make it worth it for me okay personally okay so i think i'll have to watch it by myself because max is not the biggest scary movie fan you're my big scary movie person like we used to always watch scary movies together so now it's like either i'm by myself or i have to like plan it ahead of time with max like let's watch it this time i don't think midnight mass is like scary scary like it has like jump scares he couldn't watch haunting of hill house oh well then no no he literally watched (laughs) the first minute of it and was like nope nope in the daylight we watched it and he was like nope can't do it can't can't do do it nope and i was like oh my god such a baby yeah okay well in that case yeah no (laughs) no no no. i'm gonna watch it by myself all right well that's all we have for you today thank you so much for listening to another episode if there's anything that you would like for us to talk about in the future please go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or direct message us on instagram at angry neighborhood feminist we have a facebook business and group page you can rate and review us on the business page and chat with the other listeners on the group page last but certainly not least if you have not done so already we greatly appreciate if you would go and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It truly does help us so much, and we greatly appreciate it. All right, with all that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye! Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.